0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be It Works How and Why Study and Commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and in context of the material within our book, It Works How and Why. All right, folks, this is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there are going to be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text toward reaching those seeking a resource like this. We know if one person benefits from our efforts, we collectively believe, even including us, then our participation was well worth the effort. We're going to start off with our introductions, and then we're going to jump into the text, get a pen, a highlighter, and get ready to go. Enjoy. Hi, right, welcome back, everyone. This is the It works, how I study for the Anonymous podcast. This is episode 39 we're going to begin on page 138 at the top with only when we listen but first and give our introductions eric what's happening
1: hey what up fam i'm an addict my name's eric i cleaned out september 16 2019 my home group is friday night clean in bradenton florida
0: thanks eric what's up jennifer
2: i wasn't ready my name is hi everyone i'm jennifer and i'm an addict uh, my clean date is November 27th, 1992. I attend meetings in Sacramento, California, and my home group is A Journey Within.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. What's up, Christine?
3: I'm an addict. My name is Christine, and my clean date is March 31st, 1994, and I attend meetings in the Virginia Beach and Tidewater area in Virginia.
4: Thanks, Christine. What's up, Will? Hey, family. Will Addict. uh, Clean date February 27th of 2013. Um, My home group Sunday Serenity Group in Asheville, Ohio. Thanks. What's up, Lisa?
5: Hey, I'm Lisa H. I'm an Addict. My clean date is February 25th, 2012. My home group is Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, and I attend meetings in Central Western Pennsylvania.
0: Thanks, Lisa. What's up, Andrew? Hello,
6: my name is Andrew G. I'm an addict. My clean date is May 16th, 2008. My home group is
7: No Matter What in North Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks, Andrew. What's up, Lee? Hey, Douglas Lee, addict. Uh, clean date eight twenty seven eighty seven. 87. I go to meetings in New Orleans, and my home group is the virtual meeting of Open Mind.
8: Thanks, Lee. What's up, Paul? Hey, I'm Paul. I'm an addict. Uh, I attend meetings in New Orleans. My clean date is January 6, 1995. And my home group is Open Mind.
0: Thanks, Paul. And our guest this evening, Des. What's up, Des?
9: Hi, everybody. Ag name Des. Uh, my clean date is July 24th, 1995. I attend meetings in Wisconsin region, where I'm from, and virtually around the world. And my home group is We Choose to Live, fully virtual, meeting out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, Wednesdays at noon.
0: Thanks, Des, and welcome. All right, folks, I'm Attic. Name's Douglas. I go clean March 12, 2000, Southwestern PA, stay in the Raleigh, North Carolina area now. All right, here we go. This is episode 39. It works. How and why I study for the anonymous podcast, page 138, all the way at the top. Only when we listen. Andrew, would you be willing to read the first two and comment, please?
6: Absolutely. Only when we listen for the direction of a higher power are we able to hear it. The conscience of a group is most clearly expressed when every member is considered an equal. A higher power works through all of us, regardless of clean time or experience. Group conscience always exists, but we are not always willing or able to hear it or allow its expression. Hearing group conscience may take time and patience. A flexible approach invites a loving higher power into our group conscience process.
0: In our personal
6: recovery, our thoughts and actions change as we stay clean and grow spiritually. We don't get better overnight, and sometimes our growth is sporadic and uneven. The same pattern of growth and maturation also occurs in our fellowship. As our groups grow and evolve, our resources change and so do our needs. Groups may change change trusted servants, meeting format, or location depending on their resources and their needs. Service committees may expand their subcommittees, reach out into new territories, or combine their efforts with other committees. These changes may not always feel like progress just as our personal recovery doesn't always develop in an orderly fashion our fellowship doesn't always evolve as we would expect as groups and committees go through this growing process their collective conscience often evolves as well changes in the group conscience are not a cause for alarm merely part of the growing process um i feel like i really could have stood to hear a lot of this i mean like i can always stand to read this but like i for a long time in NA, I did not understand that like this is, you know, we don't grow in linear, like we're just getting better, getting better, getting better all the time. Um, you know, and, and like I did not understand that like our groups aren't necessarily that way either, is like constantly moving towards growth. And really, too, that sometimes like for a group, like I I may not recognize growth even though a group is growing, you know, even though a group is doing its thing and like all of its members are working steps and and being of service and doing everything that they need to do. Like maybe it still feels stagnant or, you know, I can't see it or something like that. Um, and that that's not cause for alarm, right? Like that's not, that's not an opportunity for me to jump in there and start like saying like, y'all need to be doing this, you know, or like, we should change things. Let's go ahead and change things. (laughs) Um, You know, the other thing, too, that stands out to me, and this is kind of like, you know, obviously, book tying into what we talked about at the end of last week, you know, about like. Am I able to consider everybody in the group an equal, the conscience of a group is most clearly expressed when every member is considered an equal, like, am I really doing that when I go into a business meeting or am I like taking other people's inventory and saying like, well, you don't even fucking come, you know, or like. You never observe the timer or, you know, like, do I sit there and snipe people in my head or am I really saying like, no, this is this is what this actually is. Right. This is the the unity that we're actually supposed to have. Um, and do I also assume that, like, you know, when other members bring their ideas in, that they're uh, they're doing what they feel is best for the group, for Narcotics Anonymous, just like I am, even if it feels like it's at odds with what I want, you know, Um, and I feel like all of those are just those little, those little red flags, right, that, you know, maybe at first I didn't see, or they were, they were cause for alarm, and the, the longer I stay here, and the more I really try to put, you know, the higher power in the center of what I'm doing, that I'm able to, like, sit on my hands, shut my fucking mouth a little bit, um, and just trust that like this is all unfolding the way it's supposed to, um, without me uh, you know, being the fucking architect. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Andrew. So Christine.
3: Hey there. This first paragraph for me is just pure fire. And I really think it's like my whole my favorite paragraph in this whole um tradition, because That whole considered equal, I mean, just every sentence in it is powerful to me. Higher power works to us regardless of clean time or experience. You know, it was, I've said it, I I feel like I've said it every week for the past three weeks, how important it was for me in a home group setting to know that my voice was as important as the grand poobah who, you know, was like the king of NA. And to be able to feel like I mattered, that I was part of something and that I mattered. And um, it gave me permission to learn to listen and to be part of something greater than myself. And the second paragraph is talking about how sometimes our growth is sporadic and uneven. It doesn't always develop in an orderly fashion. You know, I can tell you that my recovery process has been messy. My growth has been messy. It is not always graceful. And I feel like there has, um, I have encountered many seasons in recovery where there's almost like this air of someone being cleaner than someone else or, you know, on a different level, whether it's in the home group or just in the, the fellowship as a whole. And to know that, you know, dude, your shit is messy too. You just might not be talking about it, but it's messy. <laughs> and I know it is because there's no way it can't be that I don't have to be graceful and what i have found you know through these years is being authentic and sharing how messy i can make things like i can create issues in my life by being honest and authentic about those things that's when that's when i feel the most love and i think that's how i've felt the greatest amount of respect come for me is being honest instead of trying to be that, um, that perfectly recovering member. And to know that if my process is that messy, there are other individuals in the group and our mess always occurs at different times, you know, when you look at a whole group and the group is going to evolve in that way too, as we go through this growth process and we're all at different places, the group conscience grows and changes too. Even if we feel like it's hanging a left and going in the wrong direction, it always writes itself. And and I just love that. I love that the literature tells us that it's going to be sporadic and uneven. I don't have to do it perfectly. It's okay to be messy. Whether my shit is messy or right in line, I am just as important and equal to the guy standing next to me whether he has 30 days or 30 years like we all just stand beside each other in line and we all have the same vote and the same voice it's learning when we can use it and um and when we don't and I learned that through the second tradition So that's what I got
0: Thanks for those comments, Christine. I really appreciate when you, when when you speak on that about finding your voice and stuff, because I have the opposite experience getting clean and, and um, it does me good to hear, you know, to hear like an opposite experience, you know, or a different experience. And, and, and um, I don't know if it, it, I don't, I don't think it really affected me or like impacted me, you know, not having a voice. Like, I don't think I, I was saying a couple episodes ago, I don't think I cast a vote. About anything for like seven years you know it was like this dude and a couple of his buddies said to fuck you know what we were going to do when we were going to do it and all um you know one question though i have about this is 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 like i I was kind of chewing on this while, while you were talking and i was rereading these paragraphs was like we i'm not i i know i know it reads really nice and it sounds like really good in my spirit to be like hey everyone has the same vote you know regardless and i understand the principle of anonymity is like hey look i'm an addict desperate for a day clean just like you're an addict desperate for a day clean and that's where it ends that and that's good on one hand but on the other hand of like having equal votes and shit like that and equal say we put you know you can't uh, uh, there's meetings where you can't chair a meeting unless you have 90 days you can't hold you know you can't get the key to the church basement until you have a year you know you can't do this this and this is that at odds with saying hey look You know, we value you enough to make a vote on like the format of this meeting. That's going to be that's going to impact this meeting every week, but you're not clean long enough to take the seven tradition home and bring it back. I don't know. I feel like an inconsistency with that. Uh, Yeah, jump back in, Christine, and then I'll kick. Okay,
3: (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were asking me the question or not. I was just being in
0: general. But go. Oh,
3: but those rules set by the home group are part of that collective group conscience, or at least I know in our area, it's the home group itself. It is the one who sets those boundaries and limits for who's going to have the key, who's going to be the treasurer, you know, um, that is, those rules are formulated by that collective group conscience. And I'm sure I know in our group, there were people with 30 days and less and more all voting on that same group conscience to put those rules in place. And if ever anybody thought there it wasn't fair, then you could bring it up and we could discuss it and put it to a vote. Just because it's in place right then, doesn't mean it's never gonna change because the literature right here tells us that it will as the group grows and changes.
4: Thanks, Christine. So we- well, I to, um, I'm going to try and get my brain and my lips to match up on this one. Uh, I know what I'm thinking, but getting it out isn't always easy. Um, the same pattern of growth of maturation also occurs in our fellowship. It's uh, when I first came in, like I remember Douglas has referenced this, like they kind of just told me what I was going to do. And that was really comfortable for me. Um, and I just followed the example set set before me. Um, and, you know, as I got here for after a while, this the idea of group conscience um, wasn't something I kind of dove into in the sense that I thought I was part of. It was more like, hey, the, the group's been set up for 30 years. You're going to do it the way we told you to do it. And that's the way it's going to work. Um, and, you know, I've been around long enough to be a part of the process to where, yeah, it has started to mature or change. Let's just say I'm not mature, just change to, to meet the needs of the fellowship, you know, today. Is a little different like in um I collect a lot of old literature like if you go back and read like our white book from the 60s it reads a lot different than the one today um and it's not to say that it was we're, we're doing it wrong or we changed anything like we matured where we needed to to make to make ourselves more available to people we needed to um the the walking contradiction piece I guess to this is in my uh experience as well a home group would rather you just tell them what to do like in most places I go, they're just like, just, just tell us what to do and we'll do it. And I'm like, no, we need to talk. We need to all figure out what works best for us. Whatever you think is fine. No, no, listen, assholes. And That's here we start going. Like, I, I need you to participate. Why well, can't you just tell us what to do? I'm like, read your book, you know? huh? And then the people, they get offended by like things like that with the traditions and things. I'm like, if you would have just read your book, you'd know how to defend yourself too. You know, but like, you know, it's, it all comes back to that. But the, just seeing how it, it it changes the literature, the fellowship, the, the the way it's been geared. Like my old sponsor, we all, I was told to sit down and shut the fuck up. And I'm like, well, you guys also beat each other up in area. All right. So like, you know, they're, they're, there's a natural progression of things to get where we've gotten a little more. Um, thing. Like it's just, you know, it's it's a, a neat balance of making sure the people that have been here for a long time and, and are comfortable in that feel comfortable still. While also, um, you know, welcoming the new people as well. Um, And I, uh, real quick, so recently at an area meeting here, we had an old timer get upset because we didn't have printed minutes because everybody has a laptop. And like reality was after having some conversation, he's like, listen, I don't know how to use the laptop, and I shouldn't be left out because I don't have a laptop. Like I I still want my papers. You know, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, yeah, we absolutely need to make sure you can participate just like everybody else. Um, you know, so just for that minute where we thought we were just you know streamlining things to make it easier, uh, we, we we left a couple people behind. And you know we had to re relook at that and and get everybody back on the same page. That's all I have. Thanks. Thanks for those
0: comments. will. What's up Jennifer?
2: I like christine, these these two paragraphs really kind of hit me. <clears throat> And if, a couple different reasons, but at, at the top of the first paragraph, only when we listen for the direction of a higher power are we able to hear it. Like not as not only true in a group conscious, but like in general as an addict, right? But but that direction of a higher power in a group conscience is so important to not like for me to walk in with my ego and my shoulds, and this is the way we've always done it, and you know, that kind of attitude. And and then it goes to from that. To, for me, to the top of the next paragraph, in our personal recovery, our thoughts and actions change as we stay clean and grow spiritually. Well, how do I grow spiritually? By listening to the direction of my higher power, right? Like it goes right back into that. And so we're in the back, you know, it's always talking about a higher power. And I forget in business meetings most um, about that um, or with my children, either or you name which one, which is basically the same thing, actually. So um, but uh, and then At the very end, so we've grown spiritually, we stayed clean, we've grown spiritually, we're participating in this process, in this group conscience, the direction of a higher power. And then it says changes in the group conscience, the last sentence, are not a cause for alarm, merely a part of the growing process, which goes back to growing spiritually, which grows back to listening to my higher power, right? So this ties itself so well together, and every single time it goes back to We have a loving higher power and we're going to trust the process and that higher power to be joined in no matter how we feel, you know, no matter what we think. I mean, I can go to an area service meeting and listen to some bullshit and be like, this is not the bullshit I came here to see, but I can invite a loving higher power and be a part of the process without telling him it's bullshit, right? I can say I disagree, or I think we should look at this differently. I don't have to say you're full of shit and you don't know what you're talking about, which I mean, half the time is that's my story. Right. Um, And that's the great, like, like it just, this is like this, this circular thing that we do in Narcotics Anonymous, right? We follow the direction of a higher power. The group conscience comes together. We do the best with what we have. And as we get clean a little bit longer and we more, more spiritual growth, the group conscience may change and we don't need, and I've been alarmed in many business meetings at home groups where I'm like, you know what I mean? And, And it ended up probably the best thing that happened for the group you know, whatever the change was because the group was growing and changing as well. Right. And we forget in Narcotics Anonymous, if you stay clean around here long enough, shit changes. We weren't on laptops at area service. When I got clean, we were handwriting and typing shit. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) dating myself, you know, we were handwriting minutes in, you know, as a recording secretary, like people show up in business meetings now with laptops and type up. Now we type steps on the computer, you know? So it's like, I had to grow along with that process as well. I can't be the old curmudgeon, you know person with time, yeah, and uh, do <laughs> yes, I chiseled in a big t- rock tablet, Paul. and uh anyway, so it's just it's it's so refreshing to be reminded where this lies, other than the chisel on the tablet. I don't want to be reminded of that, thanks very much. And I don't ever want to have to like write, type it on a typewriter ever again, but you know, I'll pull my laptop off, you know, this round, but with that I'll pass, thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Jen. So Paul?
8: Uh, I, I was thinking about carbon paper in between pages and typing the minutes. So uh, anyway, I am keenly aware, uh, especially in that first paragraph, that the relationship between the 11th step and the second tradition, and that seeking that is required to hear something, right? Oh, and that listening—we listen for the direction of a higher power, and then we are able to hear it. I, um, and that's that's the key here. So the other thing is there is, you know, group conscience only that that phrase only exists in the twelve step movement. It, it is oxymoronic by it by its nature it's two separate things the conscience is an inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to the rightness or wrongness of one's behavior it's an inner feeling or voice and the group doesn't have an inner feeling or voice we have to get it an outer feeling or voice and so the second paragraph explains that that's going to be messy that's going to be because it's not one person going, ah, that's the voice. It's a whole group of people deciding on what is the voice. And we come from all disparate backgrounds and, you know, all of those things. And what we, what one person interprets as the voice is going to be different what the other person. But I think it, what unites us is our primary purpose. And as we keep that in the, the mindset, then we move forward. And, and um, it was talking about how, you know, back and forth our recovery is, as well as our groups, recovery for me has always been like that. It is going uphill in second gear. It is
7: uh,
8: It is never smooth. No, it's always Oh, do do something, do something, and then stop doing it and coast and coast and then do oh no, pick it up, do it again. Get, start writing, write, write some more stuff, write some more stuff, and then stop. And then no, I don't need to do anything. And then I'll do, oh no, do it again. And that happens in our groups. We have these moments where we just go and go and go, and then all of a sudden we all just kind of like, it's okay. And I think that's the important thing here is. All of that is part of this. Nobody's doing it wrong. We're all, as long as we're engaged, as long as we're focused on a higher power and what's being revealed, and as long as we are keeping our primary purpose in focus, all will be well. So thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Paul. Lisa, could you read the next two and comment please?
5: Sure thing, I just, sorry, I just ate a piece of cinnamon candy and it is so hot. And I don't know why all of my favorite foods hurt me. Um, When a group or committee has sought direction from a loving higher power, it may ask some of its members to help carry out that direction. When we ask members to serve, we don't set them apart as being somehow better than the rest of us. Leadership in NA is a service, not a class of membership. For this reason, we call our leaders trusted servants. When we choose a member to serve us in some capacity, we exercise mutual trust. We trust the conscience that influenced our selection since it reflects our collective relationship with a loving higher power. We extend that trust to the members we have selected to serve. We have faith that they will apply principles in their actions, seek and share the most complete information available, and work to further the group's well-being and our fellowship's common welfare. The relationship of trusted servants to the group is reciprocal. Members chosen to serve are asked to do so with dedication and fidelity, and those who've chosen them are responsible to support their servants. Um, so I love these two paragraphs. Um, and it it kind of makes me think about, you know, my own role as a trusted servant in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I've been trusted in several service positions, many service positions since I got clean. And, um, you know, Lee kind of put out there last week, we were talking about like service at all five levels and how, um, you know, some of us, several of us on this podcast have served um you know as de- god my mouth is on fire have served as delegates at world level and um you know it's super interesting to see like i like this piece about how like na is a ser- like leadership in na is a service not a class of membership but <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see how many of us forget that so easily at I should say like larger levels of service. I'm not going to say higher levels of service because that's not an accurate representation of our service structure. Um, but you know, like this this idea of being trusted um, by the fellowship to represent Narcotics Anonymous in, in any forum is very humbling, I think. It's a little bit surprising to me sometimes that there are people in my life who think Lisa would be good for that job right um that's the whole reason I serve in the position that I'm serving in now is because some of you guys said Lisa would be great for this job um and you know I had the encouragement and the trust of people around me who came before me who taught me how to do that and um you know that last line about how we are also responsible to support our servants um thanks Will um it's it's really kind of a beautiful thing understanding that like I, when I accept the upvote of my, of my fellow recovering addicts, right. That if I choose to do something new, that's outside of my comfort zone in service, I have the support and love to make mistakes and maybe even to really fail and to be okay with doing that. Um, I've never really felt unsupported in a service role that I have accepted in narcotics anonymous. Um, And, you know, like I'm constantly reminded, I love how that phrase that keeps coming up, like service is a posture of the heart that always comes to mind for me. When I think about, you know, not letting, I guess I'm being delicate here. We say all the time that like, we don't have titles, right. But we kind of do. And I think that having those titles teaches, I'll speak for myself. I think that having those titles to a certain degree, teaches me how to carry them humbly, right? Because that title represents a responsibility to other people. It represents trust. It represents group conscience. And through that, I learned some of the spiritual principles um, that the end of this last paragraph is talking about dedication and fidelity. I didn't have a fucking clue what either of those things were when I got here. There's another place where it talks about, um, I might be paraphrasing what I literally just read, but you know, communication, transparent communication as a spiritual principle in service. Like these were things that I didn't know how to do until I was trusted enough to step into a role where I would learn that. Um, you know, and, and that was just really beautiful. This is kind of, it's like touching my heart. Right. Um, and it reflects a collective relationship. So when I am asked to serve in na i'm not i'm not set apart and honestly i think if anybody like if, if you all want to see how set apart we are not come to the world service committee meeting because there is nothing higher class in na about it nothing at all i love everybody there but it's definitely an exercise in patience and i'm grateful for those experiences i'm grateful for the trust that allows me to serve there um you know and it's pretty cool to to be trusted, but to not be burdened with leadership itself. I don't know, maybe I'm rambling a little bit um, because I'm a little emotional today in general for like literally no reason. Um, But, you know, I think it's just a really incredible, you know, idea that I can be given trust and I can exercise trust in Narcotics Anonymous through the power of our group conscience. So with that, I will pass.
8: Thanks for those comments, Lisa. So Paul? I raised my hand last time when you were talking about the, um, you know, clean time requirements and stuff like that. And I, and then these two paragraphs came, came up. Um, I, I think that for me, I want to look at those things like clean time requirements or things like that, not as you are not good enough to serve, but we are thinking that you need to concentrate on something besides this right now and i really do i have a i have a a friend who's who got elected you know cuz you know how we are <laughs> a breathing pulse and you're in <laughs> and he can't stay clean he's using again and it's a, i think it's a disservice to to him to go here do this i think it's a disservice to the group i think it's a disservice to the fellowship because we We, you know, we just kind of like shove people into holes, hoping that this will take. And I think that some of that stuff, like clean time requirements and stuff is a consideration, not because they're not good enough to serve, but because they should be concentrating on something else right now, not that. So that's just my take on that. And maybe that's something to consider when considering that.
0: I'll stay there for a second, but would, would, sure. would the same consideration be like, why would they be burdened with if we're going to give 30 percent to area of the seventh tradition? Like, why would they be burdened with voting on that? <clears throat> or, hey, are we going to have a speaker at the last meeting of the of the month? If somebody with five days clean, like what 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 are they bringing, you know, to to that vote? And They're I say that out your... of love, not hold, I just want to say that, like I say that out of total love, not not saying, hey, dude, with five days. Your shit doesn't matter, or whatever. I'm just asking, like really, like what are they they what are they bringing to the vote to say, hey, we should give thirty percent, you know,
8: to area, like why? Like why what why get into that? Because we that? don't consider clean time to be the only marker of participation in this fellowship. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop using, not a desire to stop using and this amount of clean time to vote or this amount of uh, thing. We say, very clearly, we'll get to it. Very clearly, you—if you have a desire—you are a full operating member. Now, we also say that through the collectiveness of our wisdom, we've decided that at certain positions may not be, um, may not, we may not want you to start doing that yet. We want you to get some clean time and concentrate on your recovery before you jump into that.
0: And not to beat a dead horse, but out, but but with the same perspective is like, hey, if you if you would stay clean long enough to understand what a speaker meeting is, what a ask it basket or a fuck it bucket, you know, whatever you want to call it, a study is, then you can actually have a vote where you have some
8: some experience with that, or if you have yeah, where the money goes. yeah, but we've decided as a fellowship that we don't we don't have those different levels. That's what it writes here. We don't have those different levels. Once you say you're a member, you're a member, a voting member. That's what we've decided as a fellowship. That is the collective wisdom that we we live by. If we want to change it, we can all vote on that. <laughs> but that's not what we've decided. We've decided we've decided the inclusivity is is important. Got it. Thanks, Paul. What's up, daz Hi, everybody. I I just uh,
9: boy that was a great conversation there I just wanted to come in and say that I like that this reading says and my experience with service has been like just so different than you know like I don't know I'm not like coming in people are like yeah Des is here we're so fucking happy because I was a hot mess when I got here and people weren't like rallying around or cheering that I was clean I think they were just happy I wasn't shooting them or screaming at them or swearing at them in the beginning and then they just it eventually tolerated me enough and I've stayed clean since I've gotten here so I'm really grateful for that but but it says um you know I was a the addict who went to my region and said I'm interested in this and I was told it's not your time yet you're not ready for that yet and I had you know 20 years clean before I I got a service position that brought me to the world you know the world level and at that time, and when I got there, people at the world level were like, where have you been? We've been waiting for you to get here. And I felt so stunted by my region, and and it kind of hurt my feelings, honestly, because I was, like, raising my hand all the time saying, I'm willing, I'm willing, and being told, no, put your hand down. We don't need you to do that yet, you know? And all that happens the way that it happens, and I don't know why, you know, I just kept showing up. and But the thing that I love in this reading is it says, um, members chosen are asked to do so with dedication and fidelity, fidelity and fidelity is loyalty, right? Loyalty to NA, loyalty to the other members. And then the people who've chosen them are responsible to support their servants. And where I'm from, I'm from uh, Wisconsin. We're, you know, mostly rural. I've been in really small towns and um, usually it's just whoever shows up gets the position, right? Because we don't have this plethora of people hanging around that are like, you know, we just don't, if you stay clean, you can have a position. And um, I remember I I was a web servant, like in, I don't know, 1998, 1999. And it was the first time we had a website and somebody came in that learned that taught themselves how to do HTML. And he was like, I could do it better than Des. And I just quit. I just said, okay, go ahead. And I left the room. And I, I, I look back on that today and I think nobody said to me, but Des, we voted you into this position. We, we believe that you can do it. And when I look back on that, um, I I don't know what happened other than I got scared. And I think that's why it's important that we support our trusted servants. When somebody gets voted in, we, we let them know it's okay, you can do this. And when other people are like beating down the door and saying, I'm going to do it better, I'm going to shame you, I'm going to make you look bad, it's important that we tell those people that got voted in, it's okay, we believed in you, we voted you in, we came together as a collective group conscience, a higher power's voice. And all these years later, and I was like threatened and left. And then when I came back, they were like, where'd you go? And I thought you didn't even ask me where I went. You didn't even care. You know, it, it was so weird for me. So I think this reading is really valuable. And I think um, it's important to remember who's ever in the positions. It's it's my job to support them. And and I think um, it's all, you know, if you're listening, and you're at home, and you're mad, and you're pissed off that somebody's not doing a good enough job. Did you tell them thank you? Did you Tell them they're doing a good job. Did you ask what you can do to help them? You know, so think about that stuff. That's all I have. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Des. What's up, Andrew?
6: I I had a question and Des, you kind of answered it. Um, And Lisa, you touched on it as well, but like about the reciprocity of it. And maybe if anybody else wants to jump in later on, like, so we as members are responsible to support our trusted servants. How do we do that? Like, is it just emotional support? Is it just saying, hey, you're doing a good job? Is it offering like to help if like you're not gonna show up to the meeting, hey, don't worry, I got you. Or, like, you know, like, I guess just like, what, is that, what does that practically look like to support a trusted servant?
3: Cause it's obviously a big deal.
0: Thanks for that, thanks for that question, Andrew. What's up, Christine?
3: You know, when I was reading this paragraph, <laughs> And I know we've had debate before about um, about sponsorship being a service position or just, you know, a level of service. And when I was reading this paragraph, I changed servant to sponsor and group to addict. And it perfectly describes a sponsorship relationship for me. And um, I just thought that 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 was really important because sponsorship is a two-way street it is a level of service um I did choose my higher my sponsor because I felt my spirit was guided by my higher power to her so all of this is just as relevant in my sponsorship relationship as it is in the group and um and I just wanted to put that out there just a different perspective
0: Thanks for those comments, Christine. What's up, Lisa?
5: Thanks for blowing my mind a little, Christine. Um, so to kind of chime in on Andrew's question, um I can share a little bit of experience on how I feel I've been supported as a trusted servant, but also how I have provided support. Um, I'm a big fan of learning days. I don't know if other people's areas, you know, host learning days, but our area does, our region does. Um, and in the service position that I am in, part of my effort to serve my region is that like I try to go to other areas and show up at those learning days and talk about my service position um, positions that I have served in in the past um, so that I can help excite newer addicts about the possibility of maybe serving in that position in the future Um, I feel like I was taught to do a lot of things in NA with the future in mind Um, you know when I'm voting in group conscience thinking about how does this this might solve the issue now if we vote on this quickly. But what's this going to look like in an NA five years from now? You know, is this policy going to change my area? So I think of service in a similar way. Um, For example, my home group just elected a new GSR. He has, um, I think, a little over a year clean. Maybe he's coming up on two, but no experience in service at all. But I have served as GSR. So, like, I went with him to his first area meeting and kind of walked him through the process, you know, taught him how to get a money order, taught him how to split the money for the lit order you know, with our donation and give it to the treasurer. Um, As a delegate, which is where I'm currently serving, um, I have felt supported emotionally by some of the people in-house tonight. You know, like I blew up Lee's phone. I blew up Des's phone during the last World Service Conference, asking tons of questions. And, you know, they met me with patience and understanding. And, you know, once in a while, Lee would hit me with a, it's too much to text, call me later kind of thing. But, you know, I have learned by seeking guidance from my predecessors, people who came before me in service, but also by reciprocating that. Um, So a lot of it, I think, is similar to what Christine just commented about sponsorship, right? It's kind of like we sponsor each other sort of in service, I guess, is kind of what that reminds me of a little bit. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit, Andrew.
7: Thanks for those comments, Lisa. What's up, Lee? Hey guys, this has been a very interesting night um, and a lot of perceptions. And uh, that was interesting, Douglas, when you said about where your experience came from and Christine's kind of being so opposite. I came from the school of listen first, keep your mouth shut. Um, and, and I hadn't seen a fight in Aries since 88. Well, that's interesting. And the last time I went, I thought it was actually pretty calm and cool. And someone said, is that because you're getting older? And I was like, Fuck, I like that has nothing to do with it. But it does say that spiritual maturation, right? It happens. It happens. And it does. It happens. I've gotten, I've grown up in NA. Go figure. I'm grateful that I got to grow up in, in this fellowship. Um, and our traditions, our traditions are clear. They weren't formulated by us, they were formulated before us and we kind of added to them. And I think, I think our conscious of our group and our traditions are, are really separate. They're not, they're not identical. Um, like at my home group, you you have to have a certain amount of clean time to be the treasure, which is, is different from what we're reading right now. Um, and, and the support of our, of our trusted servants is what the last... That was a great question, Andrew. Um, and I've, I've been on both sides of that spectrum. Uh, interestingly enough, when people say, oh, just do what you think is best, we're giving you a vote of confidence. You're like, what? Don't you know who I am? I'm like, oh, uh, Christine was saying, I'm messy. I'm screwed up. I still have defects of character. I'm going to fuck this up, uh, you know, and that's how we learn. Like my first world service conference was in 92. I had like five years clean. I had no idea what I was going to or what it was going to be like. And and I went through the process and I was like, no, not for me. And, And that's a part of this process. That's how we learn. That's how we figure out where we fit in. Um, and no, I don't want to. I don't want to give the guy with thirty days, eight hundred dollars plus a three or two hundred fifty dollars prudent reserve to go home with at the end of a meeting. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would I? Why would I set that person up? I've watched people leave with the keys and the money, and we had to sit on the sidewalk with a basic text to have a meeting. And so our experience is showing us these things. and, and it's good to talk about it. And it's good to have different perspectives. And it's good to, to lean on each other. And, and Lisa eloquently did it so much more eloquent than I can do it. But, but that's how I did it by, by having other members, me walking up to them saying, Hey, how did you do this? Or what did you do in this situation? And then conversely me saying to Paul, when he was the, the GSR, you know, you're doing a great job and if you need any help, let me know and asking them, what can I help you with? Or can I help you? That's important in supporting our trusted servants. And that's plenty out of me tonight. Love y'all.
0: Love you too, Lee. Thanks for those comments. Eric, could you read the next two? Starting at the bottom of 139?
1: Yeah. When we are asked to serve, we understand that we're responsible to a loving higher power as expressed in our group conscience, in the group conscience. We acknowledge this responsibility when we approach service with a selfless and loving attitude. The principles embodied in the traditions apply to all our actions. We can look to our individual conscience as well as the collective conscience for guidance in all we must do in fulfilling our responsibilities. This connection with the group conscience is enhanced when as trusted servants we carry a continuous flow of information that is honest and open and is further strengthened when we seek to serve, not to govern. We help form the conscience of our group or committee through the direction of a higher power. Representing presenting a complete and unbiased stream of information. The ideas and direction of the group, then, are conveyed in our representation of that conscience. Um, well, an unbiased stream of information. Uh, that's a—that's <laughs> something to shoot for, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about a lot that everybody said tonight, man. I'm like thinking about my experience at, at the level of service and... Um, you know how early on I would see this huge need for service and then these seemingly roadblocks of clean time requirements and stuff like that. Um, And I would think, man, we should just do away with that shit. You know, there's plenty of people willing to serve. So what if they only got 30 days, you know? And uh, the truth is like the the work gets done, you know, sometimes it just shifts a little bit more onto the people who are already in in place plate. but I do know that for me, it was, you know, it was so cool about getting into it and, and being able to like, so I relapsed, man. And uh, I'm like, I say who did it, but somebody that I know brought me back into the jail at 60 days clean, you know, to, to tell my story and like get me back involved in that responsibility. And uh, man, you know what that did was like, it put me in more contact with those people that were of service and had clean time and, um, you know, through taking on, different uh, different positions that area um, put me in more contact with those people doing that kind of service and like asking for you know experience in those in those areas put me in more contact with those people it helped my personal recovery at the same time um, so I don't really know anything about what those two paragraphs I just read are <laughs> and I was thinking about Paul talking about uh, the difference between uh, you know group conscience being an oxymoron and uh, I don't know. I think that it's, uh, it's its own thing, man. You know, it's those two things together and it becomes something here in Narcotics Anonymous, which is beautiful, man. Um, yeah, that's it for me.
0: Thanks for those comments, Eric. Paul, can you read the next two? We're going to finish the one section, then we're going to read the first paragraph in applying.
8: Absolutely. Our trusted servants lead us best when they lead by personal example. Ideally, we choose. Uh, ideally, we choose them from the principles of. We choose them for the principles of recovery we see at work in their lives. We encourage our trusted servants to remain open to new ideas, to become knowledgeable about all aspects of service in NA, and to continue to seek personal recovery. All of these attributes are essential to their ability to serve as well. I just want to say something. If you're new and listening, there is no clean time requirement to be of service to the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. Applying spiritual principles. We noted earlier in this chapter that personal service arises from the practice of principles. By applying these principles, we learn to seek direction. We talk to our sponsor, share with our NA friends, and listen for higher powers guidance. Some of the principles that seem to be important in tradition too, include surrender. Faith, humility, open-mindedness, integrity, and anonymity. Uh, I'm going to pass.
0: All right, thanks for reading. Apologies to 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 echo what Paul said at the end of that that first paragraph. I think that's one of the things that changed my whole um, my whole experience with NA is like getting before the meeting and staying afterwards to set up, and and it was all of us. It was the expectation of all of us to all of us new people to to be there putting the chair up and swinging the mop. And 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 um, uh, and that's really where, and Christine, that might be like my, um, like you found your voice, you know, as like as a vote, you know, and in, 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 in on that platform or whatever. I think what I needed at that time was was maybe just to like be seen belonging or something like that there and slinging that mop when that dude stuck his head in and said, it's a good job. <laughs> man, I was right there, man. Like it was... Oh. That's what I had to offer. You know, I can mop, you know, I could swing the mop. That's what I had to offer and I felt connected, you know. That's good.
4: So, Will? Will I had a yeah, you know, a bunch of good stuff. I I didn't jump in earlier So I figured I just would later. But um, I love that it, it talks about our trusted city servants lead best when they lead by personal example. Um, you know, I servant leadership's always and not always been, but has been a big thing in my life since I've gotten here. Um with the clean time requirement stuff, like I I mean, nothing really has hard lines around here, at least in, in my experience, like it's a good idea to have some clean time to do some service positions. I like some people have said, we don't we don't give you the money on your, your first couple of days in. But I don't believe that's telling you you can't serve in Narcotics Anonymous. It's just telling you that that position's not available right now. And a couple people alluded to it, like cleaning up in and after the meeting. Um, and I count being clean and service because that's what brought me to NA. I watched somebody else get clean. Um. And, and that's how I ended up here was just watching somebody else work the program and, and, and live a better life. Um, never talked to me about it. Never rah-rahed it, nothing. Um, it was just enough for me to come check it out. Uh, there was a paragraph a couple of things ago that I, I super circled um, was the whole paragraph about um, when we choose a member to serve in some capacity, we ex- exercise mutual trust. We trust trusted servant. We trust people um i've been on a few committees for conventions and things like that where like man they'll be like we'll elect you to this position let's say it's programming and then we'll tell you all these people you need to look at uh we'll elect you to this merchandising thing but here's the people we want you to talk to here's what you want to look like here's what we wanted to i'm like like, okay you know but like um and, and i've seen that too man i've seen it uh And I come from a small town where like, it seems like at every business meeting, it's the same six people voting at the business meeting. Um, And every group's looking the same and (laughs) people are going around and they're putting people in positions and they're telling them how they have to do them. Uh, So really just so they don't have to do them. You know, like, and I've I've talked about this a number of times here. Like you couldn't say sober and stuff in meetings around me. And these guys would put people in position and be like, and if someone says something, you got to correct them in the meeting. And this is like some kid with like 30 days, 60 days clean. Like, they ain't gonna do this. they're sitting at the back of the room fucking laughing at him you know <laughs> you know it's so it's you know I've seen people put cables on people in service too man and I think that goes back to the, how do we support people in service man is we don't set people up for failure um it's important to look at that things and I'm, I'm pretty excited I know we're going to talk about some concepts here sure um someday soon and, I, and a lot of those uh those things are addressed in there you know how, what we look at when we're doing service and things like that so um I don't believe you're telling somebody they can't be of service by putting a clean time on something. Um, you can't come to my home group next week and tell me you're the speaker for the night either. Like we decide that, you know, so it's not saying you can't participate just because you don't get to choose how you participate. Um, the door's open, the home group is open. You're allowed to be here and you're a member. Um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to run everything. That's all I got.
0: Thanks for those calling us. Well, Jim, before I kick it over to you uh, in, in the spirit of what we were talking about, like with the requirements for the programming and shit like that, our homie Bree, she didn't have enough and and she shared this on the episode. So I feel like I can kind of like give, give a synopsis of what what happened with her. She didn't have enough um, for the Nebraska convention that we were just at. She didn't have enough clean time. Um, You know, like if it was set up, it was like, a you know, whatever, but she was just, she was under it. And, uh, man, they rallied up around her. They loved her. They supported her. They said, fuck? We got you, you know, this and that. And she did a banger of a job. Amazing job. The, the, I mean, it flowed. And, uh, Man, and I can see like that rigidity piece. Like that's one instance, you know, of like you know maybe maybe a really ri- r- like rigid, uh, um, you know, like hey, you can't do it. Like it cuts her off from that, and it cuts all of us off, you know, from experiencing that too. And I and I, but I also agree with like, look, the dude just coming in from the mission with two days clean probably shouldn't take the basket home. Probably not. It's probably unwise. You know to say take the seven tradition and you know maybe come back. Who knows? I don't know. What up, Jan?
2: I think that's a fair statement because I know what I would have done in a week or even 30 days, 60 days clean. I would have went and, you know, went out to eat with it. <laughs> I mean, that's my truth. That's who I was, you know. Um, and then I'd probably buy everybody dinner with the meetings money for them. <laughs> but uh anyway, this um uh, <clears throat> this last piece uh, before we got to the applying spiritual principles was our trusted servants lead best when they lead by personal example. <clears throat> And I think that's so important to remember, especially as I get older in recovery. Is is that I'm not immune to being of service in ways that I was when I got here, right? And so I'm a big advocate. Like, and I talk. I think I've talked about this before, but at our area, somehow picking up chairs after the meeting seems like the big deal, right? Like nobody wants to do it, and so when we um, circle up at the end of the meeting, they ask for four people to help clean up and set and put it away. Like every time I'm at area service, I pick up a chair, I help with the tables, you know, it's, and it's not because for any reason other than like, that's the example, right? Like you have 30 years or you have 30 days, like we pick up, we pick up after each other, we do the deal. We And it doesn't, I'm no less, there's no service position for me that is below, you know what I mean? What I what I think I should do now, should I be going for the, you know, should I be taking a coffee position away from a, you know, a guy with 30 days where it's the only position available? Like in that, in that realm, I want him to make coffee, but what I don't want them to see is that we leave this up to you because you're the new guy and that's your job when we should be as responsible members that have been doing this for a while show up in a way that shows them we, we do this no matter what. Um, And with that, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, the, a couple of paragraphs before that where you know, we talks about it further strengthens, um, it talks about trusted servants carrying continuous flow of information that's honest and open, it's further strengthened when we seek to serve, not govern. So if I'm always in the the model of serving, none of this stuff is either going to be above me or beneath me, right, I'm going to be alongside everybody else, you know, doing the work with everybody else kind of in that unity piece. And so The only way that I know how to successfully be of service, I know how to do it unsuccessfully as well. Um, If anybody's ever been in a service meeting with me, you know, here they know, but um, to be successful in that realm um, requires that peace, you know, I'm no better, I'm no worse, just because I have more clean time than you do doesn't mean we're not doing this, you know, hand in hand, trying to figure out how this stuff works still. So with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks for those comments, Jen. Hey, Des, would you read the, the next one paragraph and make comments? I think we've got some time to comment on that one. It's like we begin with surrender.
9: Sure. Uh, we begin with surrender to our ultimate authority, the God of our understanding, with whom we have developed a personal relationship. In this case, we surrender to the direction of that higher power as it is revealed to our group conscience. We renew our commitment to the common welfare of N.A., Will we place the needs of the fellowship ahead of our own desires? Do you want me to do two or one? Two one. Cool. Okay. Um man, this has been a great discussion tonight. And I'm really I I just uh I'm so grateful. I'm so I'm so grateful for NA service and I'm so grateful for uh supporting NA service, I guess, and servants and just being a part of a fellowship that's so giving and loving. And um the world I came in before NA wasn't any of that. Like nobody was giving their free time. Nobody was, you know, going out of their way for anybody. Nobody was saying, good job, that you you really did a great job when you made that coffee or the way you put the mugs out or the way you put the IPs out. That was great. There was none of that going on. It was um duck and move and move fast and get out of the way and or be the person destroying things or whatever. And, and, uh, so I'm really grateful. And and I think about for some reason, I've been thinking about, um, like some of my first service positions recently. I don't know why, I think I have some, some sponsors that are starting to do some different service. And I think about, um, like how I felt when somebody, like when I first took an area treasurer position and somebody asked me if I could balance, a checking account, if I had ever stolen funds, if if I would be okay with answering questions. And um I remember the other person that had been the treasurer before me um had gotten bucky about those questions. So then like how dare they ask me those questions. And all I could think was, I'm so grateful they're asking those questions because I want them to know that I can do this. And and I wanted them to know that I wasn't that person anymore. I was okay saying, no, I'm not going to steal your money. I know how to steal money, but I'm not going to steal your money. You know, I'm not going to steal our money and A's money. And I think that's really cool. And um, yeah, so that, that's all I want to say, except, well, there, there's one more treasury thing that I thought of tonight when we were doing this. And I, I remember sometimes we're like, oh, that trusted servant, they'll never, they'll never take advantage of NA. We, we can change things. We can like, Wave this or not do this because it's that person and there was a time when we had a double signature on a checking account and i was a treasurer and they were like we we were rurally divided we were far apart you had to drive like two and a half hours to get somebody to sign a check and somebody at area said well des is the treasurer we don't need two signatures and i just looked at him and i said you guys i could pay my mortgage three times with the money in the bank you sure you just want one signature on there and they were like what you would never do that but i could." Maybe I wouldn't do it, but I could. And, you know, we're all addicts and I'm really grateful that I can belong to a fellowship where um, we're equally united from the disease of addiction. So thanks.
0: Yeah, this. thanks for those comments. All right, folks, thanks for kicking with us for this last hour. As always, if you you know somebody who could benefit from this resource, please do provide it uh, to them. And if there's an institution, if there's a place that we could help, um, you know, provide this resource to reach out to us and, and, and let us help in that way. Love you, folk. Hey, thank you for spending some time with us and walking on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so. And reach out to us. There's a podcast number. There's a Facebook page. um, And you probably... Um, have contacted one of the squad already continue to do so pour into us allow us to be filled up and that way we can continue to pour into you i love you folks